All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 228 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board, and we've got well, we've got the panel back together. Lonnie, St. Louis KISS, after an What's absence. Yeah, Good to be back. He sustained a major injury in the last episode he recorded and needed to take some time out from the show. Um, also, <laughs> take some PTO time. <laughs> with uh, heavy snow on his interweb wires from the Great White North, Marcus Almighty, hopefully going to be almighty today. Uh, and no more, Dal- no more Dalek voice. Or, 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 uh, 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 you, you know... Last Friday, it took the whole show to get through that one sentence, and we never did get to find out what the sentence was. But uh, Canada Post, you got to do better. Um, and, of course, Ken, the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard. Gentlemen, good to Hello. see you all. All right, so I do want to thank everyone for entering the KISS tour book giveaway. That's very early Friday last week after the Vancouver show. I did forget to leave out some important information in the giveaway, such as explicitly where to send the email. So I do apologize for that. And uh, I thank everyone who did PM me and ask questions in threads saying, where do we send our entry? Uh, Well, it's all done and over with now. So congratulations to Bill, one of our longtime listeners, for winning that. You were entry number 67 of 78, and that was the number that the random number generator on random.org chose. So uh, your brand spanking new tour book will be on the way to you in the post. We're going to do another giveaway of a tour book this week, and this one's going to have a question attached to it. So... Um, let me just tell you straight up, you will email kissfaq at outlook.com the answer to the question that we will ask. And these guys better remind me to ask the actual question um, because you'll have to have that right in order to go into the drawing. So we'll give an, away another tour book. Um, I, I actually bought some Kiss shit this week, which I don't usually wow. do. We usually do a little segment where we're like, what have you bought recently? And I talked about this in the episode last week. Um, at the Captain's Lounge in Vancouver, they had these bottles on the tables, uh, wine bottles that were etched and engraved with Kiss stuff that I talked about how I wanted to steal one, and I asked the gal about it. She said, no, don't steal them. So these are up on Etsy, and I actually went out and bought one because I liked it so much, and I never buy Kiss shit. Uh, So I do want to just show everyone these bottles. And the ones they had in Vancouver were just the Kiss logo all along there. The one I bought has the faces and, of course, the Kiss logo. And it's got diarrhea. No, that's a uh, little white electrical cable. Inside it are lights, and you can plug it in, and it looks really, really naff. They had pulled all the cables out, probably thinking that Kiss fans would chew on them or something. Um, (laughs) So I, I bought some unofficial Kiss merchandise, but I also wonder, is it now official since it's been used at an official Kiss event? Those are the things I actually think about. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Very happy that it arrived. And uh, it actually looks neat. It's going on my shrine next to my Eric Singer bobblehead. All right. Nice. So um, 
Before we get into today's topic, I want to thank everyone who watched last week's episode, uh, watched the Torbook flip-through, which was surprisingly well-received once I replaced the dreadful Facebook Live one with a HD YouTube one. Thank you all for your comments. Thank you for having conversations. Uh, and thank you for the support of this podcast. We do appreciate all of you. Um, Let's talk about some of the current affairs stuff that's been going on. Uh, there's been no further Rachel and Ace drama. Ace went into or started recording Origins Volume 2 today, so maybe that is all kind of quiet. <clears throat> One of the recent videos I did add to uh, the Kiss FAQ channel is from the actual L.A. Vault um, Mm-hmm. experience when Rachel and Ace are in the audience uh, with Gene right before going up on stage so you can catch a little uh, glimpse of all of them and some of the people who were surrounding them and the bike the, the mic boom that was overhead recording everything on uh, on our channel so check that out if you haven't already other stuff recently Vinnie Vincent the statements have been flying, and I'm sure the guys on that Facebook group are still trying to find out who leaked the press release from Vinny <laughs> to the KISS FAQ. No, they didn't just leak. They, they posted it everywhere, and someone picked it up and put it on the FAQ. I don't have moles in that particular group. I'm not even a member of it myself. But what's everyone's thought? And, Lonnie, you haven't been on for a little while, so what's been your take on this whole Vinny cancellation, postponements, the vocalist, and now the statements, the back and forth that's going on between him, the lawyer, and Derek? You know, it's... One word for it is disappointing. And it's the, I guess the most accurate word. It's just the whole situation is disappointing because when Juliet, when you and I were in Atlanta last year, um, I had high hopes for Vinny that, that things were, were straightening out for him, that, that Atlanta was the start of something, that we would get some of the things that he discussed when we were in Atlanta, that, you know, all these, Things would come to fruition. And and I was pulling for the guy. I really, I really truly was pulling for the guy. Um, and wished him nothing but the best. And you know, just like just like any story at this point, there's you know, there there's multiple sides of the story, and somewhere weaved in the middle is the truth. So I I feel bad for I I don't know if I feel bad for the guy. I don't know if I've, you know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel bad that the guy just can't get it right. And, and I don't, and I don't know if it's a testament to Vinny, if it's a testament to who he's surrounding himself with, if I don't, I, but it, at the same time, it all goes back to one, the track record all goes back to one person, I guess, at the end of the day. And it's a shame. Again, it's a shame more than anything else. I, cause I, I had high hopes for him and, I I wanted him to succeed. I wanted to see if the box set was real that he said last year in Atlanta that oh it's going to come out by the end of 2018. Obviously, it did not. And I I wanted to get some new music for him, for him to re-release something, to to do something. And after Atlanta, it seemed like maybe things were moving in the right direction. We he scheduled some more appearances and. But it just gradually just went downhill further and further and further until here we are now. And it just seems like we've hit rock bottom again. And I hope that a year from now, we're not 
saying, well, that was the last we ever heard of him was when, remember that whole deal with Nashville went down back in February, 2019. That's the last time we, uh, we heard from Vinny. So it's, it's just, it's just a shame. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Vinny and Nashville don't go together very well with obviously the Nashville rock and pot having, you know, been impacted by him as well. Uh, I, I think at this stage, I really want an apology from Vinny. I think he needs to actually make right and apologize for his mistakes because he's made them. He treated Chris horrendously um, in the whole rock and pod fiasco, which I bear more of a responsibility for than Chris. You know, Chris is, you know, just a, a victim in that. But Vinny lashed out at him and used everything as an excuse. So it was kind of downhill from there. The karma train was derailed. So, you know, the the statement that I don't know why you would actually release a statement just to a single Facebook group and not to everyone to read. Um, basically read that I'm hope you're all doing great. I am. I, like you, am disappointed the shows did not happen. I was looking forward to playing and did everything I could to make it so. Except it doesn't appear to have been the case there was never any video of him playing never anything to tease that he was actually going to come back up onto the stage there was never anything that suggested it was worthwhile adjusting one's plans after memphis was postponed so my only advice to Vinny remains what i've said repeatedly go back to the basics start at the beginning go back to your smaller plans of doing an acoustic thing somewhere and don't announce anything until you're actually ready to deliver it or that it's already on, you know, on its way and out of your hands and in the hands of some delivery service, hopefully not pledge music. Um, it, it, it just is, is one of those things. He just talks and talks and talks and nothing ever happens. So it, it's very disappointing. Now, on, on a side note with Vinny, there is a, a Warrior Volume 2 CD coming out through Cherry Red. <laughs> Really? Which apparently he hated at the beginning, but he had for sale in uh, in Miami. <laughs> oh, really? So I didn't know that. Uh, what That's I funny. what I heard because he trashed it. it. He trashed it in Atlanta. Yeah, and refused to sign it and said that he yeah. would not sign this unofficial product. It's like asking Peter to sign Lydia's book. Oh. Understandably, why would he sign it? Um, it was one of those things. So, yeah, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, he was trashing it. Well, now there's volume two coming out with even more demos and stuff. Um, he talks. Well, does it? Because it, it may have nothing to do with Vinny again. It just be more stuff that the original source of those things, uh-huh. which weren't even as good as my copies, uh, as far as the Warrior <laughs> stuff came um, to be. So that that's just a side note. Ken, what are your thoughts on Vinny's notes, the Facebook, <laughs> and all that? Other than shaking your head, you have to you have to verbalize it. It's just well, I'm not surprised. First of all, um, and I don't know who to believe. Whether it's Vinny, his manager, promoter, I, I, I just don't know. Uh, it's just it's the same old thing again. Um, I agree with you, Julian. That maybe you should just start over. Let's start over and go in baby steps. Um, you know, in Vinny's world, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, I guess. Um, and maybe if he's going to do a you know do it put out a, a new album of material. He could call it "Live to Lose." Wow! Um, so I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else. Uh, hey, I mean, 
<laughs> it's it's again. I'm not surprised. There's there's nothing more I could say about it. Okay, Mark. Since we didn't actually get to hear you last week, what are your thoughts <laughs> on, all of, on all of this? Well, I'm not surprised as well. Um, I I I was saying a long time ago on previous episodes that if he was going to cancel this last thing, in my opinion, that's it. That there's no more there's no more Vinnie Vincent happening. I don't care what kind of letter he puts up. He's burned people way too many times. I mean, you know, you got to remember there's there's airfare that people got and hotels that were booked and time booked off of work and, you know, multiple times for some people. It's just you can't people can have egg on their face only so many times before they finally get fed up with it altogether. And I think that he's put people to that point already, you know, and to me, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. I mean. I agree with Julian. He should have just started everything off very slowly and casually. Just get an acoustic guitar and a stool, go on the stage, talk about stuff. Because people were engaged when he did that at the Atlanta thing, their convention. So why wouldn't they be even engaged? Why wouldn't they have been engaged again with it if they would have did that again? I think people would have enjoyed it. And then he would have built back the trust even further at that point that he was able to do stuff and keep his word. And then it could have just built momentum from there. But no, he had to try to go grandiose. And I got initially worried about the whole thing when I started hearing interviews by like Carmine Apice and them saying that, oh, I didn't really talk to, you know, so on. And I didn't talk to Vinny too much about it. And we haven't rehearsed yet. Or, you know, Tony Franklin said that he didn't even talk to him. And the singer guy that they had there on his interview said that he barely had any discussion with anybody about it. That that was their old warning signs that something's wrong with this situation. So am I surprised? No. Do I think that something's going to happen, that there'll be another comeback of Vinny? I think that that's it. I mean, call it a night, get the hot showers ready. It's finished, I think. But the singer had a contract. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, we know how important those are with Vinny. Yeah, yeah, according to experts. All right, so... <laughs> You know, Vinny's back where he belongs, I guess. And Vinny, if you do something, we're happy to promote it. But it has to be realistic. I'm not just going to, you know, talk about things that are pipe dreams. I think at this point he has to actually deliver something. And he would be better off doing an EP and getting it up on iTunes. Go back, rehearse some of your stuff. Because these guys had tapes. And that's all they had. You know, they, they are workmen and like to take a tape and work on that and then show up for a few days of rehearsals. Vinny has not performed in public properly for many years. You know, Miami doesn't even count as far as I'm concerned as a performance. So he needs he's the one who needs to take baby steps to get back into it. I don't see any reason why he can't. But I think he's really burned a, a lot of the goodwill through all of these fiascos and it's, it seems to be one thing after another he, he just needs to stop overreaching yeah i'm sure the money was really nice but you're not going to get it all up front without earning it and why would anyone with your history pay you everything up front if they don't have to because they've heard continuously from one person after another what a pain in the ass he is it, it just seems like a very risky situation I hope that's all incorrect. I hope that Vinny is actually not what everyone else says he is. 
but there seems to be an awful lot of those people who say otherwise so hopefully he takes stock and starts rebuilding <laughs> and you know if it's just a matter of going out to horror conventions and taking photos of people so be it yeah it would be nice if he could film some stuff and actually have a website and put some little things up and earn some ad revenue maybe on that and sell some product and have something to sell but people aren't just going to throw money at you you know you're 16 months in a band and not much since so <laughs> All right, um, I kind of made a snarky comment towards Pledge Music, and that runs nicely into the next update, which is Big John Hart's book is kind of in uh, in limbo, for want of a better term, because of the whole Pledge Music uh, fiasco. Um, anyone can go out and Google it and read the nightmare stories from many artists about not getting paid by Pledge Music. Now the way pledge works is that they take music, uh, they take music, they take money from customers for a musical product, and they take a cut off that amount and give the rest to the artist. Now they've been taking the cut off the top and not giving the rest to the artist in many cases. Jeez. So, oh boy, what the actual. Um, issues are behind that uh you can read people's conjecture i don't want to get into it but the fact that artists are not getting paid means that many artists are not able to produce the product that they have been selling through pledge and big john is one of them uh so everyone who pre-ordered including myself um are now just sitting yeah. hoping that this book will happen it's out of john's control and it's not his fault it is one of those things mm -hmm. that um I would never have advised anyone doing a book to go to pledge to do it, but because uh, as a self-published author, I know there are other other ways. But uh, it is what it is at this point. Hopefully, it does get worked out. Pledge, oddly enough, is looking for someone to buy them in order to bail them out of this. <laughs> it's kind of how it works. So, yeah. Oh no, I'm concerned. Why? Why are you concerned? Why? Did you, did you pre-order? Well, okay. No, no, I didn't pre-order his book, but I've been a regular uh, user of Pledge when it comes mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, building my Rick Wakeman uh, vinyl collection and stuff that he does. Because he exclusively does Pledge music stuff, and I've gotten about three or four different things, like, you know, box sets that he's made of his prior releases through Pledge. And I am waiting now on one of them that he has been putting up and I ordered through Pledge. So I'm wondering if now I'm going to be, you know, hung out to dry with this product uh, that I put. Luckily, I didn't go for the Grandiose Deluxe Ultra Modern box set this time. I only went for the double vinyl of this album. So if I'm out, I'll only be like 30 bucks. But still, you know, I, I would never have thought that Pledge would have been in this much trouble. I mean, they've done so many artists stuff. I mean, I've gotten stuff from Yes and you know, like I said, Wakeman and lots of other bands. Uh, Judas Priest did a special thing through Pledge, and I, I never would have guessed it. And, you know, when I did my own records, there was a time when I was sort of considering using Pledge, and now I'm like, whew, thank God I didn't go that way with them, because I can only imagine, you know, because, I mean, I'm just a small little guy who has a, you know, a record. You know, if I would have got stiffed with that, I mean, I didn't, wouldn't want to have to, you know, pay back a hundred people for albums that they didn't get you know yeah so it, it, it's tough i mean i bought a lot through pledge you know screen for me sarajevo bruce dickinson um you know mm -hmm. john karabi mm -hmm. mc94 live whatever that was called uh what else Dawkin. 
yeah. re-unleashed mm-hmm. in the East, whatever that was. So you know, I've had a fair few yeah. out of there, but it, it's just a shame. Again, at a time where it's so tough to make it in the music business, and even bands like Judas Priest are utilizing Pledge and Bruce Dickinson or those people who were that were behind that album and uh, the DVD. You know, a lot of big names do stuff through Pledge, and it's mm-hmm. just to become something of a Ponzi scheme where the, the money's not going where it's supposed to, and that's all we do know, um, is very disappointing. And that affects Vinnie Vincent, because he could have easily have leveraged... Bye, Lonnie. Hi. Okay. Hey, I can see myself now. Okay. This is great. Good. Lonnie's happy, so we can continue. <laughs> I just hope there was some video of him for the first 20 minutes of this show. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so that that kind of covers a, a couple of quick topics here and there. I think we'll talk a little bit more about Origins Volume Two next week. Um, you know, hopefully, it's some consideration about where things will go. Let's get back to the end of the road. I mean, one of the big threads on the FAQ and on Facebook. So it's not just about the FAQ, even though some think everything revolves around us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But even mine goes not that big, morons. Um, <laughs> there has been discussion about the prospect of some lip syncing going on during the end of the road tour. And we were called out about it on some of the YouTube posts. And you've got to remember, we did that show at 9 a.m. the morning after the concert. So I got back to my hotel room after getting lost at something like 11, 11.30, and then I wasn't asleep until 1.30 or 2 because of fights going on in the hallway, people coming back. Then I was up at (laughs) 5 and recording a show at 9 a.m. So it really was about what my perspective was at that hour. There was no video to go back and review. And since then, a lot of people have posted videos where they're calling out mm-hmm. the so-called gotchas for lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotchas, they're calling Milli Vanilli. What are they calling? Stanilli? Milli Stanilli, I think was the, <laughs> the phrase that someone <laughs> came up with. One. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Which nice. I think is total bullshit, number one, because if you go back to that Milli Vanilli or Ashley Simpson moment... Those were whole fucking tape loops that fell off. There is a complete difference between that and anything that may. And uh, let me be blunt. I did not notice anything in Vancouver. And let me also say I was not looking for anything in Vancouver. I was sitting there enjoying a show, trying to take pictures and film with two different things in one hand. So if you if you yeah, your hands full. Yeah, I I was I was somewhat busy actually there, rather than watching trying to read read lips or watching if Paul was half a centimeter away from the microphone when a vocal was being sung. Now I know some people have gone back and done A B comparisons. And from my point of view, and as someone who had been on the cruise and had said it, I'm going to go back to that phrase that I flippantly threw out in my cruise review. Sonic lube. (laughs) I do not doubt for a moment that there is some technology being incorporated into the show in which to enhance Paul's inherent weaknesses. Do I have a problem with that? No. 
Do I think it's morally wrong? No, it's no more wrong than building Rick Allen an electronic drum kit to make up for the loss of an arm, because that is what the loss of a voice is to a singer. It's Paul's tool. If you've gone to a KISS show in the last 10 years, then you've heard weaknesses. Mark, as a musician, as someone who's actually performed on stage in front of a paying audience, what's your take on this whole lip sync saga, fiasco, and whatnot? Well, I'm just going to start with this. Do I have a problem with it? Mark A, the viewer, no, I don't have a problem with it. If I was sitting in the concert watching it, I don't think I'd have a problem with it because I'm there to have a good time, watch the show, be entertained. That's what a kiss show is all about. Entertainment. You got the bombs, the pyro, everything. You got screens. You want to be entertained. Mark B, the musician who, who would have went there, would have probably had a big issue with it because the one side of me who is the musician side of it would be like, disappointed let's just say that for lack of a harsher word um was disappointed that it had come to this you know because you know a a lot of people have issue with it because they're dropping let's face it some people are dropping a lot of money to go to these shows and people feel cheated because they want to see an authentic show and to them when they don't feel that paul's actually singing they feel ripped off now again like like i just said I don't really have that harsh of an opinion on it because as long as the show's entertaining and it's good, I, I'll be happy to put down the money to do it. But, you know, there's a lot of videos circulating, circulating out there right now. And one of them was a really good one that I just saw where they were showing them doing Psycho Circus mm-hmm. and Eric Singer botched his drum fill. He came in early. Paul looked back at him and started shaking his head. And when he was turned back, all of a sudden, yeah, came screaming through the vocal, through the PA, and he wasn't even on the microphone. So it was clear as day that they were using, uh, you know, lip syncing and, and, you know, backing tracks for him there. It's, it's clear as day. There's no arguing that. They are using it. And because of that, they had to abort it for that song. And Paul had to sing the rest of the song because they were way off. And the way you could tell with that is because they're playing to a click. And all their pyro and stuff are synced to that click as well. When he does the hello, there's an explosion that's supposed to go off when he says says that. And it was way off to when Paul did it because they were no longer following that strict guideline anymore because of Eric's boo-boo. Okay, so, yeah, there's there's stuff going on like that. And people also said to me, there's a video somewhere with Gene singing and being three feet back from the microphone as well. And all of a sudden, Gene vocals are coming out. People are saying that he's using backing stuff too. Now, they're saying that he's using it because to remedy the I forgot the lyrics part of Gene Simmons's performance. That now it's suddenly a miracle that all of a sudden he's remembered all the lyrics perfectly to all the songs, you know, whereas in all the other concerts before, he always botched something, right? But, you know, look, are they using backing tracks? Yes. I think there's no doubt about it anymore. Will it, will it ruin my enjoyment of the concert? I don't think so. And another interesting point that somebody brought up, which I never really thought about until somebody brought it up, is the new stage and all these you know great effects that they have, like those you know those pods and those things up up in the lighting rafters that come down. Uh, they said a lot of these things are made now and designed to keep your attention up and looking up, pyro going up, flames and screens up here. 
to keep your eye maybe away from the fact that they are doing these backing tracks, to keep your eye a little bit more away from Paul, you know, keeping your eyes up instead of on him all the time, right? Which could be here or there that I'm not 100% convinced of that, right? But, you know, there's a lot of theories running around. And one thing that I think or I hope might happen because of this, because I'm sure that Kiss are well, well aware of these comments and these videos now, but I'm maybe hoping that because of this, they might exnay the backing tracks for a few shows and actually let Paul sing it straight through, maybe a, a show or two here and there to maybe kind of quill the whole thing with it. I mean, maybe they won't, but I'm saying that it might be good to let him sing maybe a few more songs normally, because it, at this rate, by the time they get halfway through this thing, there it, there's going to be a whole archive of, you know, watch what Paul did wrong videos. Because do you know what the problem is? Paul's used to, you know, yeah, dancing around and singing and going away from the mic and running around. And then he might forget that there's a little ad lib that they recorded in one of the songs and he's away from the mic. He doesn't have that freedom. He's not loose to be able to run around and do whatever he wants during the show. He has to follow something strict now. And um, he might not be used to it. Hopefully he improves on it. But who knows, right? Lonnie is a... Uh... You know, you've not been on the show for a while, so we haven't gotten your opinion on a lot of these things. What have you kind of been following as someone from afar on the coverage? I mean, you don't afar. get you, you don't been on the show in like three weeks. I'm covering from afar. Yeah, um. it, it, it feels longer. You know, it for, does. I do it. Oh, that's what she said. Um. <laughs> not really. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's, it wasn't longer. What's, what's, uh. your, what's your take? You know, because we haven't talked as much about the show and everything in the lead up to okay. Vancouver and the tour kicking off with you specifically. You know, I I don't think to, to one thing Mark said, I, I don't think that they're using the pyro and that up higher to keep your eyes off of the stage because, you know, in 1996, everybody bitched that all the pyro was up top and I don't think they were trying to cover anything up in 1996. So doing that isn't anything new. So, and I know Mark, I know Mark, you didn't come up with that theory, but whoever did come up with that theory never agrees with that theory. That's bullshit because they were doing that 20 years ago. So don't give me that line of horseshit because that's what that is. Second, are they, are they enhancing it? Yeah. You know what? If, if you can sing as good as Paul, St and Paul Stanley has been singing for 45 years on stage. And he's 67. Mm -hmm. 68. 67. How the fuck 67. old is he? 67. Jesus. Come on, Julian, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to sound like he did when he was 27 or 37 or even 47 around the reunion farewell tour. He's just not. You know what? You don't. And even a, even an athlete professional athlete at 67 years old if he keeps himself in shape does not look the same and isn't in no matter how hard he works out no matter what he does isn't gonna be as in good a shape as he was when he was 27 or 37 years old because it's called aging and everyone does it and it's just it's just not viable that it's going to be the same so are they doing some things to enhance the show yeah. Am I glad, though, that if I that I'm going to get to see the band a couple more times before they call it a day? 
absolutely I am. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it both times that I see him. And I'm, you know what? I'm not going to be like Julian said. Julian goes, when you're there, Julian's there. He's not thinking about that. I'm going to be enjoying the hell out of the show, you know, slapping my brother on the back when they go into a certain song and be like, God, I remember this. And they play this. We used to play this song when we were kids. And it's so freaking great to be here with you. That's what you should be thinking about when you're at the show is the person you're with and the good times you've had, not only at this show, but at the prior shows and the prior experiences you've had with Kiss and with the person that you're with, experiencing it with that person one last time. They're not going to, Paul Stanley is not going to sound the same. We've heard it. We've heard it since 2004, I guess, when maybe the first examples of it came out that, hey, maybe, th- maybe hmm, that sounded a little different, especially then in 2008 when they came back for a live 35. Then it was really even more apparent. No, he's not going to sound the same. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to get to see Kiss a couple more times. And in 2000, I thought I saw Kiss for the last time. And I've looked at any chance that I've gotten to see them since then as a bonus. And I'm going to take these last two bonuses and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of them two more times. And I know there's people on the board. And and you know what? It's not just the board where people complain, by the way, just so everyone is clear. Mm -hmm. People complain about Kiss on multiple Facebook pages YouTube Everywhere. channels. YouTube channels. It's not just the FAQ message board where people have a negative comment, by the way. It's everywhere. KISS fans are more than just on the FAQ message board. And there's no pleasing KISS fans. We all know mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. you know what? Just take it in stride. And if, and, if you, and if you want to bitch about it, then don't go to the shows. Yeah, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, have, I'll have a little more extra leg room. Yeah, you know what? I think that you brought up an excellent... I think you made an excellent point, though, about the whole athlete thing, because you being an athlete yourself, I can see the picture there with you running in the background there. I, I mean, show myself off in my office. But I mean, you made a good point because <laughs> you can you can say it firsthand. You're in 10 years from now. Would you think you'll be as have as much endurance and stamina as you do now? No, probably not. Right. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, I can tell the difference between 39 and 29. You know? And I'm, and I'm sure at 49, people would say, God, I wish I wasn't, I could, I wish I felt as good as what I did when I was 39. But that's just life. You know what? And, I'm, and Paul Stanley can't sing as good at 67 as he could at 37. Many can't. I was going to say, unless you're Tom Brady. Unless you're Tom Brady and you're, <laughs> or you're taking steroids if you're, or you're Barry Bonds or something. You get better with age. Your head just explodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, just be realistic about it. Take it for what it is. It, it it is what it is. And there's you're not you're not going complaining about it. Isn't going to change it. It is what it is. If you don't like it, don't go. And, and yeah. that, that that partially is part of it. That people say, well, they're not being upfront about it. Why should they be? Paul Stanley and we're going to be called sheep. We're going to be called apologists. We're going to be called all sorts of names because we're kind of justifying this, whether it's to our own own minds or we're trying to sell something. Well, number one, we're not trying to sell anything. Every single ticket that anyone in on this podcast ha- has has been paid for by them. We've not ever been given a freebie to a show with any proviso to do anything. Any guitars that are received have been purchased. Every single fucking thing, whether it's a Spaceman CD, whether it's a Joey Casado book, whether it's a KISS concert ticket or a vault has been paid for. We're not given stuff on this show. We don't accept stuff on this show. 
we're fans, they're the band. So we have nothing to gain by trying to sell a snow job. This is just our our opinions, frankly. And this is also a little bit like food. Does your food have MSG in it? Anyone eat Doritos? Sure. Well, you know, trying to imagine Doritos without that flavor enhancer. And that's kind of how I look at Paul Stanley, that a little bit of enhancement is needed now. And you know what? He's been on that stage singing his ass off for 45 years. He has probably stayed at the party too long. But how do you know that you stayed at the party too long unless the police arrive or the host is there throwing you out the door? You just don't get to choose when you stay too long. So it's all well and good, him having said in the past, you don't want to be the person who stayed at the party too long because shit happens and you it's just out of your control. Whether it's you know physical sneaking up on you and whether it's ego. Because, come on, as a front man, there's a hell of a lot of ego behind that. So... That's why I don't have that much of a problem with them putting some seasoning in where they feel they need it. Because it's just one of those things that, again, Vancouver, far better memory of that performance than Reno in 2017. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, if that had been my last Kiss memory live, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, I'm much happier. With your great I- seats? <laughs> Yeah, that was part. Yeah, okay. So everything in Vancouver, <laughs> the seats, the sound, the show, the concert, and everything was far better. So yeah, um, with the exception of the meet and greet. Um, yeah, that, that's a great point too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, d- interrupt, please. You know, I think that going going back to the athlete thing, you talk about staying at the party too long. How many athletes do you know that you're like, oh man, he just doesn't have it anymore. You know, but it's hard to give that up. Like a baseball player, what does he do when he can't play the field anymore? Well, he ends up in the American League and he's a DH because he doesn't want to quit. You know why he doesn't want to quit? Because he freaking loves what he does. And he's not ready to move on past that part of his life because in his mind, he feels he still has it and he can still do it. The roar of the crowd is a drug. People have said no lots question, of There's no question about it. I mean, you how many how many great players, you know, that ended up in the American League just as a DH because, you know what, they, they didn't want to give it up yet. Or how many like just any just pick whatever. They just hung around and hung around and hung around. You know, maybe he's not the guy he was, but he's the second string guy and he's still on the team because he loves he loves the game. He loves the <clears> locker room. He loves being with the guys. It's a whole it's all part of it. Paul probably loves putting on the make. I mean, maybe he doesn't love putting on the makeup still after 45 years. Maybe get maybe that gets a little tiresome, but he probably loves me- interacting and mingling with the fans. And be, you know, who doesn't like being told how great they are every day? Yeah, and you know what? It's good. For, again, it goes back to ego. It's great for his ego that I am the best, so I'm not going to give it up yet. Yeah, I mean, a great example of that, Lonnie, is right now another band that I do a podcast for. Yes. They're on tour, and their drummer, Alan White, he's in bad, bad shape. The guy has a bad, bad, brutal condition, but he loves the roar of the crowd and the audience like participation and the whole you know, thing that comes with touring so much that they have another drummer with them, Jay Shellen, who does 90% of the show, and he just comes out for one or two songs and plays, and he just does what he can because he loves it. He doesn't want to give it up, just like you said, and people don't want to give it up. You know, but they've made an arrangement that, you know, the Yes fans are happy with. They don't want Alan to go. 
but they don't want yes to pack it up either. So you know what I mean? Like they were able to make an arrangement where all parties seem happy, right? But the, but your point is correct. They don't want to give it up because they don't feel that their time is either up yet or they just enjoy it too much to want to give it up. Ken, what's reasonable about the situation? What's your take on it? What's reasonable? Or unreasonable? <laughs> Are we being unreasonable? Voice of reason. Well, no, no. It's, it's all, it all makes sense. Um, I mean, I was just thinking if I was, you know, the if looking back, if I was the, the say, 25, 30-year-old KISS fan, I could have never imagined, I could never imagine anyone in KISS, especially Paul, uh, singing to or, or getting vocal help. I just, you know, I, I just couldn't have imagined. I probably back then would have said that is just there's no way they would do it, first of all. Uh, and I just couldn't imagine it. I, I don't think I would have accepted it back then. Uh, but it's different now. I'm older now, and again, Paul's much older now. And like Lonnie said, you know, he's not going to sound like he was when he was 25, 35, 45, and so on. Um, it just, it's just going to happen. But having said that, yeah, he's not going to sound like that. But I don't want him sounding like 2018 when I go see him live in concert. So. From that standpoint, I'm happy they're doing it. It, it just sounds better as the whole experience. Um, yeah, we see people nitpicking, looking for every little thing. <laughs> I mean, they got a lot of time on their hands to be nitpicking, going through all these videos to try to find where Paul's not singing, or maybe Gene, for yeah, instance. More time but, than I do. <laughs> for, for, you know, I, I think Gene's singing really, you know, through the concert. But uh, having said that, I mean, what's next? Are they going to start checking every little uh, guitar picking on the, a certain string? Oh, wait a minute. He didn't hit that string on that, you know, or he didn't hit that chord. What the heck's going on there? You know, is that is that what's going to happen next? from all this god i hope so, not because all that shit's you know triggered from backstage anyway tommy does not hit pedals with his boots that's just not fucking realistic i mean yeah we have seven inch platforms i mean come on yeah come on i mean there there are many things that i i think it's reasonable to say again going back to that horrible phrase i'm going to keep using it because i i just think it is the most accurate way of saying it that it is sonic lube it is grease on an engine it is something that makes the engine run better it is something that keeps everything moving more slow uh smoothly it is something that preserves paul stanley let me ask KISS fans this, and, and, and it's somewhat rhetorical. Do you want to see Paul Stanley up there fucking suffering? Is there some sort of karmic, cosmic train that you feel that the man who has given 45 years to you with music and art and entertainment and performance that he shouldn't, in his coasting to the finish line, maybe have a surgically repaired knee? Or a surgically repaired shoulder? Is there something that technology should not allow him to take a victory lap that he is rightfully entitled to? Or, you know, some people are saying, well, they're not advertising and such. So fucking what? I mean, come on, get off your high horse and let's look at it again. This is a voice that has been probably destroyed by what he's provided us. Mm. 
be it through mm-hmm. the 80s, the <clears throat> 90s, the thousands, the tens. Come on, we've skipped a whole decade there already. Um, so I would like to be empathetic to Paul Stanley because he's the reason I got into Kiss. He is still the reason when I watch a performance, I am watching Paul. And I am not watching how far away from the microphone his mouth are, mouth is or whether any of the details match up. It's so easy to go back to those videos. And, yeah, there was that one from Psycho Circus. I think, Mark, you were talking about it, how the, yeah, uh, the beginning of the song, he was turned away. But then again, I can't trust that either completely because that's just a YouTube video. How easy is it to desync or for it not to be properly synced? That being said, it probably is the case. Um, you know, it's it's not the actual evidence. What I was seeing in concert, again, was a show. And mm-hmm. I wasn't focused. I was watching Paul, but I wasn't watching for failure. I wasn't watching for mistakes. I wasn't watching for in- inaccuracies. I was enveloped in the moment. And I really wish people could actually do that. And a lot of the people who are so horrendously critical of all of this aren't at the show don't want to go to the show, are not interested in buying a ticket because Ace and Peter aren't involved and therefore have nothing invested in in wanting to see the band's victory lap in a non-originals format. I respect that. That's perfectly fine. But then to use that as a justification to beat up on Paul, to denigrate him, to deliberately call him out, I just find going a little bit too far. Take a step back and just say, this is Paul Stanley. It's like, is that giving him, is that a pass that we shouldn't give him? Well, I mean, you know what the one problem, though, is, sorry, Ken, um, is that people, most people like Joe Average, let's just say, or Joe Public, they probably don't care. They probably don't even notice. And it's really these, I I was going to say that a lot of them are probably musicians that pick up on these things because we know the little tricks and secrets of the trade and can pick it up a lot simpler than most average music fans probably wouldn't pick it up or pick up on it. So they're kind of ruining it for the mass. I think 90% of the people probably wouldn't even care if, unless people started pointing it out and then people start noticing it yeah. and they're like, hmm, maybe, you know, maybe I have something to be upset about all of a sudden. But, you know, the problem is, Again, I think there's only two issues that I think most people have a problem with is that there's a group of people that feel cheated money-wise that I'm dropping $100 and feeling that they're not getting their money's worth because it's not an authentic KISS show. And then the other problem, which we haven't brought up, though, which you know, I'm curious to get your guys' reaction on this, is that a lot of people are also bringing up the fact of what Gene Simmons said back, I don't know if it was 2015, when he was making comments about people who did use backing tracks. And how we don't do that, and we will not do that. And now all of a sudden they're caught with their foot in their mouth doing it, you know. And I'm not trying to be devil's advocate. I'm just bringing up points that maybe people are, you know, refreshing themselves to and using now against them. But like you said, do we want to hear a good show or do we want to hear a disaster show? I'd rather hear a great show and then come come out of it and, you know, happy that it was such a great show and enjoyed it. I, I, I would, like you said, I would rather hear that than to sit through a whole show where his voice is cracking and he's just struggling to get through it, you know? Yeah, this is smoke and illusions, and Kiss has always been, if you want to call it guilty, of doing it. They've often utilized this. When you go back to Gary Corbett on the Crazy Nights tour, being brought in to fill those blank areas where the performance interfered with the music, to and the low end that was added to enhance explosions, the chords that were played to 
basically make up for Paul not playing his guitar and preening and posing, you know, and Derek on the uh, Revenge Tour for exactly the same reasons. So it's not like they haven't used enhancements before. I mean, Gene probably put his foot in his mouth by bashing backing tracks and all of that by, you know, by going out on the record. But, I mean, come on. Let, should we bash people for using pacemakers and then when we need one ourselves? Oh, it's a different story now. Pacemakers are cool. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, the the, uh, the infamous thing I know he did, right, and also Paul Stanley did the same thing live. They said the same thing live in a Kiss show. Um, I can't remember when it was, and it wasn't that long ago, where he said, we're not using any... Uh, you know, recordings or backing and anything. He says that right on live show in front of the audience. Um, so he's making a point there. Um, again, they've done this before, you know, never, you know, guys say never say never because they said we'll never, you know, do a reunion. Uh, we'll never put the makeup back on. They've done a lot of that over the past. They said they were going to do something, then they turn out doing it. We're not going to do another album. Then they, they finally did psych, you know, uh, Sonic Boom, right? Um, so it's just, they just do, you know, they don't think about the future. They're just thinking about the right now. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> right and here, right now. It comes back to bite them <laughs> later on. Um, so it's, it, it is what it is. I think there's a certain segment of friends out there that are guilty of schadenfreude, you know, that they love this because Gene and Paul have both pontificated. I was actually watching that clip of Paul on stage that everything you're going to hear tonight is, you know, yeah. is yeah. we're playing our instruments, we're singing these songs, we're butchering our catalog <laughs> live. Well, like, you, like you said earlier, Julian, you know, I don't want to see Paul suffering trying to get through all the songs uh with you know the last you know a madrid type performance i mean i saw i watched that psycho circus video i could see it in his face that he was training to to sing that song and i i I just don't want to see that through a whole show like that it's just you know it's unfortunate but it's it's just the way it's going to be and i think it's going to be fine with the the vocals that they're doing the way it is, the way it's been the last, you know, this first group of shows. I mean, most of you, we've all seen the, uh, what was it, Switzerland, Hallenstadion mm-hmm. oh, cast, yeah. or the, what was it, West Virginia or Charlotte or something, you know, a couple of years uh, on the, what was it, the, uh, I think it was 2014 or 15 or whatever, maybe 16, Freedom to Rock. You know, they were pretty bad performances. I mean, who wants that to be their epitaph? I, I mean that, and why would no, any, I agree. why would any Kiss yeah. fan want that to be? I I want to walk out of there smiling the last couple times the last couple times I see him not looking like oh my gosh I stayed past their prime this is horrible why did I spend this money for this ticket you know I want to walk out of there smiling and 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 being proud of, of to be a Kiss fan you know one last time so you know. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say well it's okay because everybody else is doing it, but everybody else is doing it too. <laughs> so why I, I get what they're doing and why expose yourself and make yourself look bad when other people are doing it to make themselves look better? Um and 
you know, make, make the Kiss Army proud to be fans. I wouldn't, like, to Julian's point, I wouldn't want some of those Freedom the Rock shows be, to be the last time I saw them and to hear Paul struggle. No. You know, go there and, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy the experience one last time. He's he struggled in public for years trying to find a way around the problem. He's they've tried abs they they seem to anyway to have tried absolutely every solution possible in order to deal with where the weakness has appeared with age. They've changed the tunings, the keys, the, you know, they've rearranged the songs, they've staggered the set, they've done different breaks in different areas. And, I mean for a band like like Kiss, which doesn't have a whole lot of latitude artistically anyway within which to move, they they seem to have experimented in every which way and used this as an absolute last resort as the only way to get off that stage with a modicum of dignity left. And yeah, it's rock and roll. There's no dignity involved, but come on. You know, I think after what they've given popular culture, they deserve a dignified exit. I mean, um, it, it's just, I mean, it's an awful situation when you think about it. We are now at the end of days, you know, in the end of the road. It, it's going to be over. Are people just really pissed off and upset because of the ticket prices, which are high, or the merchandise? I mean, I posted pictures from Vancouver of the merchandise stall, and people were fucking freaking out. Like, come on, these are in Canadian prices. And then someone shared the post. Like, oh, fucking these price Canadian dollars, people. You know, wait until you get to the States. And, yeah. You know, forty dollars for a tour book. I don't recall that being that much more than anywhere any other show, and the T-shirt prices mm-hmm. and any of that. So, is it just anger, an, an innate anger at people who have spent so much on Kiss over the years that now they're not able to see the other side of the equation? But that is pretty pricey for a T-shirt. Sixty dollars—that's a lot of money. I mean, and even if it is Canadian, I mean. You know, that's 60 bucks for me for a T-shirt. That's like, wow. You know, come on. Yeah, but it... That is pretty sweet, though. It, it looks fucking cool. Man, is that 75? Is that 75, though? That's 75. That one was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough. And the downside is it doesn't fit me. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's even worse. That's even, that's even worse. Oh, shit. I've been losing weight as well. Damn it. Oh, so it, it's sad and it's depressing, but let me say this. I have watched Vancouver eight times, I think, this week in its wow. entirety. I have watched that repeatedly. And don't download the fucking YouTube and burn it onto disc. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> just watch it. Just have it play on your TV. Don't mm-hmm. start trading that thing out or trying to sell it like one butt fuck does. Um yeah, I've seen that. But we, we we come back to watching it, and I get the same feeling. So, you know, Fresno's tomorrow night, which I'm not going to. Sacramento, Ken, you and I going to be there yeah. Saturday night. Has any of this dimmed your anticipation of actually seeing all the show? And the same goes for you guys as well, Lonnie and Mark. I mean, are you as excited about a KISS show on Saturday night as you've ever been? Yeah, I haven't been this excited in a long time. Um I mean, the last time I saw them was, uh, you know, the Monster, right, that tour. Um, so, and I was pretty excited for that, but not not as excited as this time. I think, and maybe it's the time period gap between 
the, the shows. But uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know, they really did mm-hmm. come out with a new stage, um, like they said they would. The, all the other years, they said, yeah, we have a new stage. And, yeah, they moved the amplifier, you know, five feet to the left or something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, but this time they really are doing something. Um, and I could, you know, I've seen some of the videos. I have, I'm trying not to watch too much. Like you, you're watching it. With, you were there and you saw it. So that's, that's, that's okay. But I'm trying not to watch too many videos or anything because uh, I want to experience experience it all. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being entertained. And I, I just think it's going to be a great, fun, you know, fun time. And listen to, you know, my favorite band play, play music. Um, and, and, you know, it may not be all the set list I want, but that's fine. It's still classic, great Kiss music, and I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it and at least one time or I guess two more times that show and, and uh, the end of the year in Oakland. So I'm looking forward to it. Lonnie, how, Very long, much. how long do you have to wait until yours? I see him on the 23rd, so about just over two weeks. So, so. I'm... I'm as excited for a KISS show as I have been in a very long time. Um, I haven't haven't seen them since Vegas in 14, so it has been a little while. So that adds to it as well because it has been, you know, four, four and a half years since I've seen them. But, you know, the the revamp stage, like Ken said, you know, it's not just an amplifier in a different place. And it's not just screens on amplifiers or it's not, oh, the KISS logo is below the drum set this year as opposed to above the drum set. You know, it, it is an actual new stage and new costumes and a, a new experience. So I'm I'm really thoroughly looking forward to it more than I have in a long time to see Kiss. Not, and, you know, that, that, that seems kind of silly, too, because every time I've ever seen Kiss, I've been excited and I've looked <laughs> forward to it. It's not like, oh, geez, I got to go see the Kiss show on Saturday. You know, I'm, I am, ex- but I, I think I'm more excited than I've been in a long time because... It is the last couple of, sh- well, you know, obvious reasons being, you no know, one, it's, it is the last couple of times I'm going to see him. And I was in the car with my wife the other day, and she goes, well, are you sad at all, though? I go, no. I said, I'm not sad. I'm excited about this show in a couple of weeks. I said, maybe when I see him in September, when it might be the last, when it probably will be the last time, maybe I'll have some sadness built up in me a little bit more. But I said, this time, I'm, I'm just excited to see him. And, and I think maybe when they come here and I see them for the last time, I think I might be, I might have, you know, some mixed emotions about it. But, but I'm, I'm stoked to go see them in a few weeks. I mean, I can't wait. Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go too. I mean, for, for many reasons. I mean, again, like some of you guys, I haven't seen them for a little while. I think the last time I saw them was uh, Crew. Yeah, I think it was the Crew Tour with wow. Kiss. That's, that's a long time ago. That's 2012. Yeah, that's a yeah. yeah, that's a long while since I've seen them. Um, it might have been after that, actually, though, when I think about it. But anyways, it was a long time ago since I saw them. So I'm looking forward to going to see it for many of the same reasons you guys have said. There's a new stage. You know, there's new things to be excited about. Um, and another thing that I'm excited about, too, which I'm sure you guys have the same feelings, is that, 
you know, I'm going to meet up with a lot of friends maybe that I haven't seen in a long time that are going to these shows too in the Toronto area that I haven't seen for a long while. So, you know, when even the, you know, the whole lining up for the show and going to a bar beforehand, you know, those kind of events are something that I look forward to as well because you can catch up with friends that you haven't seen in a long while face to face, you know, chat about things to catch up. I mean, it's a, a Kiss concert is like a whole social event too, right? It's not just about the show. So, I think that that's another factor that people need to remember as well, you know. I mean, a lot of people come out of here smiling because the whole day and the whole night was a fun experience for them. They did a lot of catching up, a lot of smiles were made, a lot of reminiscing was done, and they got to see a good show on top of it all. So that's one of those things that I'm looking very much forward to. Yeah, and it might just not be the last time you see the band, Mortality. I mean, come on, these are people that you may see that you haven't seen in a long time so enjoy it i mean one of the things i'm going to be doing in uh sacramento and la and i do need people's help out there um is we've got the custom event buttons i was there in sacramento i had these in vancouver i saw some left over so if you're from vancouver and went to that show and want one do uh get in touch with me but uh, I need some help handing these out. What I did learn in Vancouver that trying to hand out 100 buttons on your own while doing a show, enjoying the show, and <laughs> doing the meet and greet was impossible. So in Sacramento, I'm going to probably get up there around 3 p.m., um, check into my hotel because I'm going to overnight because I will have a beer. Um, I'm going to go over to Sauce Barbecue, which is uh, mm. 1028 7th Street near the venue. Um, if you can help hand out some, take a handful of 10 just to give people around you. It's just a, a stupid little commemorative. It doesn't have any advertising of any websites or anything. There's nothing for sale on them. Just hand them out. Say, here's a little something for, you remember the show by, I'd appreciate your help. Same goes in LA. I don't know where I'll be yet for there. So check back on the message board as there's uh, some people I do want to see and some meetups I do want to have down there. But that again is what this is about. It's about community there are so many people who I, I know are going to sacramento i can't wait to see you know and to see it a kiss show is an added bonus la there's a bunch of people coming down to that show people who are currently doing all the u.s shows people who are flying in for it so that's what it's about community it's not about over analyzing aspects of the show though i'm sure at some point i'm going to sit with as many high res photos of the uh, stage and everything keith t- keep taking those great photos please um you know to analyze every aspect of where the layout is where sam is you know was he moved around um you know where what flames and everything those are the things i will focus on later but until then every show i go to i'm plunking my ass down in my seat and the moment the uh led zeppelin song starts i'm standing up for as long as i can stand (laughs) before my hips give out and (laughs) staying vertical for as much as the show as possible and that's the thing to remember remember the magic of a kiss show because like i mentioned last week it was next to me was a father going to his third show bringing his child, young child, to their first show. There have been so many multi-generational groupings of grandparents, children, and grandchildren at these shows that that's what makes it more important in some ways. Yes, we all know there are artificial ingredients in this menu. I'm going to eat it anyway. <laughs> You're going to eat it. I'm gonna, yeah. and, 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 that's, and that's not going to be for any other reason than I like it. And I want to enjoy it. So, 
any fi- yeah. any any final thoughts guys before we we wrap up oh yeah uh, i did get my meet and greet photo and guess what it's fucking fantastic it is great so i i, I do <laughs> wait a minute what yeah uh, i was just gonna remind you that you have to ask the question oh yeah thank you Wow. You really are the voice of reason, Ken. You are. Well. So if if you want to win a free copy of the uh, new End of the Road tour book, do I have one that's not in the bag? Uh, let me get one out. The Kiss bag. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Save they, that. Yeah. So they they do have these. Mine's all crinkled up. Um, they have them in Vancouver to put your merch in. Um, Collectors in. Well, they'll probably end up on eBay anyway. Come on. So oh. if, if you want to win a copy of the fantastic End of the Road tour book, has double covers, different images on front and back, on a foil kind of printing thing. I think it's 52 pages. Yes. Um, very well done. Then email kissfaq at outlook.com. And what's my favorite Kiss song? Hmm. I've said it enough in the shows. But if you've been paying attention, then, uh, then we will uh, enter you in a random drawing of uh, the, uh, or pardon me, for the tour book. Uh, one, one last topic before we go. One of the uh, topics on the FAQ, which, while it had a bad topic title, did raise an interesting question. And it was why the set list sucks. Mm. And in essence, it said it sucks because there are no songs from rock and roll over on it. Lonnie, do you agree with that statement? Should there isn't an egregious omission to have no, not a single song from that fantastic album, which I've always said is my favorite on the tour. I think that it's, I don't know if it's outrageous, but I was surprised (laughs) at calling Dr. Love wasn't in there. I mean, if you're going to pick anything Mm -hmm. out of rock and roll over and, and like like Julian said, it's it's a lot of people's favorite Kiss album. I think it's you know it's 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 right up there or right up there with just about everyone. Um, you would think at least Calling Doctor Love would be in there because that's it's more of a mainstream Kiss song than a lot of songs, a lot of Kiss songs. It's more mainstream than a hundred thousand years. You know what I mean? It's more it's more straight mainstream than Let Me Go Rock and Roll, which is in the set list. Um, you just so, you just ruined the show for people by telling them. The I know. List. So pardon the hell out of me. So <laughs> it's you guys ruined it by bringing it up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I I am surprised that there's not anything from Rock and Roll over in there. But you you would think they could at least put throw one track in there from, from Rock and Roll over. But is it outrageous? No, because because it does the set list does touch on nearly not every but nearly every era of the band um so i guess you know they had they had to mark something out somewhere along the line they had to narrow it down in places and probably calling dr love was probably in the mix early on and got got the x no pun no pun intended yeah, get rid of heavens on fire put uh Mr. Speed. Yeah, that's realistic. Mark, mm-hmm. what's your take on uh, no rock and roll? Like that fake set list that night. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised because you figure that Calling Dr. Love is probably just as much a staple song for Gene as like like a God of Thunder or, 
you know, something along those lines or Christine 16 or something. I mean, it's such a big song for them. Uh, I really am surprised that that's not on there. And plus it's another song that they could give Gene to do. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I am surprised because like you, like you said, a lot of people have said that that's their favorite record. I think Kiss knows that it's probably a lot of people's favorite record. So why not put something on there from there? But, you know, on, on the other hand, they could say, well, you know, we always play some stuff off of that. You know, it, it's, maybe it's a big they thought it was a bigger surprise to put Hide Your Heart on or something instead. Something that's not often put on there. Right. But, you know, it, I guess you can't win either way. One hand, I'll say oh, putting that on will be expected. They always do that song or they always put that on. And then if you don't put it on, then people complain about it. I think you've just hit the nail on the head for everything we've talked about today. They can't win either way. That if they didn't use something for Paul's vocals or to help the band vocally or to help the band with a click track, whatever, <clears throat> damned if they do, damned if they don't. People, the same critics who say, well, they're playing to tape, they're playing to click track, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're cheating, would be bitching, oh, they're horrible, they're fucking outrageous. Uh, Kiss, yeah. I think ultimately Kiss cannot win no matter what Kiss does at this stage. Therefore, Kiss should uh, simply do what Kiss needs to do to get off the stage and sail on into the sunset happily to spend time with their families and their wealth. So, uh, by the way, if anyone doesn't know what my favorite song is, it's Deuce. And if you listen this far, then now you've got the answer for the uh, giveaway. Kiss FAQ at Outlook.com. Ken, what's your final word on this? Well, the... Yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't one song. Now, they here's another case where, you know, Paul Stanley says we're only going to play the hits. Well, no, that's not that's not right because, you know, Dr. Love was a hit and Christine 16 is it. I think they were both top 20, I want to say, uh, songs. Um, so why where are those? Why why does Paul only get to sing the, his hits and Gene doesn't get to sing his hits, you know, I mean, I love it loud. Didn't get that high up there. I don't think on the charts um, when it came out. Um, so, and, and if they're not going to play that, you know, play something else off of rock and roll over. I don't care. Play making love play. Ladies. Uh, are- even hard luck woman in, in, in place of Beth or something like that. Um, it could have, but yeah, pull out. Do you love me? I don't think do you love me needs to be in the set list. You know, pull in Dr. Love instead or something else off of Rock and Roll Over. Um, I, I just don't I don't get the thinking of that. I mean, if, if they could, I think they they would want to play the whole Destroyer album. I know Mark would have loved that, you know, mm. but uh, overjoyed. Yeah, so, <laughs> can't win. All right, I think I think that's enough for this week. On yeah, the who wants to hear Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime, World, God of Thunder? God, who wants to hear all those good songs? I'm with you, Mark. God, what a letdown that would be. All right, who, who set oh. their alarm off? That's my freaking neighborhood where I live, where I'm working. Oh, oh, oh yeah, safest city in the U.S. All right, so let's leave that there for today. There's a whole bunch of things. Do chime in with your opinions. I mean, uh, are we sheep? Are we realistic? Um, do you have any empathy left in your soul? Um, 
you know, everything's an opinion. Do what's right for you. We're not telling anyone to do anything. We're just talking about the things that we feel as KISS fans. And everyone has a different entry point into the band. Everyone has different feelings about the band. Some people are going, some people aren't. The world will keep spinning around. That's perfectly fine. So let us know what you think about these topics. And um, if you're interested, do enter the uh, contest now that we've actually managed to... Well, let me rephrase that. I have actually managed to provide you the details of where to send your entries. It's email only. Only do not post in any threads where on Facebook or on YouTube or PM me. No, only by email to that address um, with my favorite Kiss song. And you don't have to go back and listen to 227 episodes to figure it out. Anyway, for now, from Mark, from Lonnie, from Ken and myself, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Kiss FAQ podcast. Rock on. Favorite song is Rise Your Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go people that skip to the end. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.